Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another weekly installment of the DualSense podcast. As always, I am your host, Andrew Orozco, joined by the unnecessary one, the badger of the high desert, the curly-haired one, the somewhat opinionated Johnny. What's up, guys? How's it going, Johnny? All right, so what do we have on? Oh, you're just gonna damn. Yeah, you're just, just gonna ignore me it. like that. Okay, all right, all right. Johnny, Wait, I was, I'm sorry. What did you say? I just said, "How's it going, Johnny?" And you're like, "Let's just get into it." I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> my bad, my bad." You're on a schedule. You're on a. That is true. I pre- you know what? I appreciate that. I am on a tight schedule this morning. Uh, so we have several stories we're gonna get into. Mostly, let's go ahead and just get into it. Like Johnny said, we have three news items. Uh, first one we have here is uh from IGN. By, written by Joe Scrubbles, who I believe is like a not an actual person, but kind of like a pseudonym. Is that the word you say? Pseudonym? Pseudonym? It's a bunch of people who pretend to be the one person. Anyways, the story is The Last of Us Part 3 has a plot, but it's not being made yet. Let's re- get into it. Naughty Dog has written a story outline for The Last of Us Part 3, but isn't making the sequel right now. Creative director Neil Druckmann says he hopes it can one day see the light of day. One day see the light of day. That's a weird sentence. Speak on an episode of the Script Apart podcast about the writing of The Last of Us Part 2, Druck- Druckmann touched briefly on the possibility of a sequel. Quote, I don't know how much I want to reveal. Co-writer Hallie, 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 Hallie Gross, and I did write an outline for a story that we're not making but I hope one day can see the light of day that explores a little bit what happens after this game. We'll see. Uh, Drugman says there's been quite a bit of discussion internally about a part three, but pointed out how much work is involved in making a game like this a reality. These games take so much to make part two. I've been thinking about it for seven years between when the last game came out and when this game came out. You want to make sure you're jazzed by the idea that you have, that it feels like it's challenging. We've now had two games that I feel speak to something universal as well as telling a very personal story for these characters. With one game, there's no pattern of what a franchise is. With two games, now there's starting to be a pattern. Now I feel like there are some structural and thematic themes you'd have to stick to if you're making a third game. It seems that Naughty Dog is currently exploring what to do next. After we finish one of our big titles, Drugman explained, we take a long time to explore different ideas, whether it's going to be Last of Us 3, whether it's something new, whether there's some old franchise we want to go back to. I like to fully explore all of those, then look at like, okay, we have all of these ideas in front of us. As a studio, what do we want to commit to? Because it's a huge commitment, monetary, time, passion, talent. So you think about all the opportunity costs that come with that. Okay. There's a few more paragraphs, but I want to leave that up if anybody wants to read it. Uh, the story comes from IGN by Joe Scribbles. Johnny, we, we've talked about this before, like recently. You, I, I would like a sequel, like a straight sequel. You, on the other hand, not so much. I prefer a prequel. A prequel between one and two or a prequel before even one? Before two. So between one and two. Yeah. What would you want that prequel to center around? Of course, Joel, but I'd be interested in looking at the other characters like uh, Tessa. Tess? Is her name Tess? 
test, but she's she be she's gone by that point. Damn, you're right. Um, but yeah, I want to see all the rest of the the characters that were in right after the last of us. I wish we could get like or what happened of- to Jackson and um, uh, Joel's brother. You know how he established, established himself in Jackson. Yeah. Okay. I would like for them to do kind of like what The Walking Dead has done, where like here's like the mainline story, and then here's like another story with different people like going on at the same time, but like in a different part of the world. Do you want to see Abby again? I don't know because I feel like we kind of we're kind of done with her story. I feel like everything's resolved with her. No, her story wasn't finished at the end of the Last of Us Part Two. Okay, she just has to go find her like fireflies again in Catalina. Like, yeah, okay. which is a story I don't, I don't really care for. Like I want to see. Uh, Ellie's story, how that blends in with the Fireflies, you know, mm-hmm. and all the other factions coming into it, and how they uh, have conflict with one another. I, I just really don't have any interest for the last of part three if it involves Abby. If she's in it, cool, but I don't want her to be the main focus. I think I feel the same way, but also about like Ellie and the same. Like, I, like I'm kind of now that I'm tired of Ellie, but I feel like there's not much more to like. It's like trying to squeeze with set phrase, mm-hmm. trying to squeeze blood out of a rock kind of thing. Well, there could have been a lot more to her, but they just obliterated her character. Like, she's just a destroyed soul. Like, I that's not an Ellie I want to see. And I don't think it's an Ellie I, I don't want to see. Um, it's, not El- it? it's not an Ellie you want to see, but you think it might be the Ellie we need for the story? Okay, the hero's journey. You think they can have Ellie, you know, become something that, that we all would want to aspire to? Or do you think she's just be broken beyond it i think she's kind of just broken right beyond, yeah yeah so I, I don't see a last of us part three with ellie either so what am i expecting from three nor would i want another one with her i, I love her character i just feel like there's like okay it's time to move on past ellie mm-hmm. so uh i i'm curious to see uh, also it's, tommy tommy is super broken right so then we have uh ellie's uh girl but she at the end of it she's just just kind of seemed like an asshole you know oh dina yeah yeah i can kind of see that what do you think about uh Druckmann's comments where he says like when you have like one game you can kind of like there's no like preset like uh script and then oh no there's no pattern he said and then when you have two games you're kind of forming like a pattern of like okay the third game has to match the first two now because there is like a format what did you think about that because i kind of felt like that was not disingenuous but like it kind of felt like something about that comment just doesn't sit well with me because if you look at a writer like Corey barlog with the last of us you look at the latest installment for god of war i mean not with the last of us for god of war i was gonna correct you but i was like let me see where he goes with this no 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 you look at the latest installment with god of war and then you go back to the other games there's so many hints of what's gonna happen with the current god of war you know, really, like, it's all he has so many little hints just weaved into it before story. the 2018 God of War. Yeah, just, really. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so all of that stuff is in the prior games telling you this is what's going to happen. It's all fucking hidden in there. And it kind of bothers me that with a studio as big as Naughty Dog, that there isn't like this grand fucking overall overall plot. story plot line yeah it's kind of like how i complain about star wars it's like how are you gonna do three movies with different directors and not have like a yeah it feels like that very disjointed yeah okay um i want I, i'm curious to see what it is like even if it doesn't get me anytime soon i'm just like 
because like right like Daniel Druckmann is in, in Halle Gross are kind of in charge of like the canon right so to speak like they're in charge of like the story it's like they're like pro, it's like their pet kind of thing so I'm curious like like what did he come up with like what could it be yeah but doesn't the last of us part two feel uh like it's dark it's gory all that shit right the, mm-hmm. the themes are very similar but part one feels very mature with joel right and right. ellie right and if everything feels cohesive mm-hmm. and then part two feels like a high school like a high school <laughs> high school drama drama yeah it's it feels very inconsistent i heard her she hurts me i heard her again mm-hmm. so f- for for uh neil to say it's now there's a pattern i'm just like there's no fucking pattern here like everything got obliterated like every like, maybe he means a pattern in the sense of like um like there has to be a specific like theme for each game maybe that's what he means or like the pattern is is it just like cycle i mean that's what it is yeah cycle. but how does he get to part two and like oh now i see it it's like you didn't what do you mean you you said there was love and then the second one was hate what could the next one be like what pattern okay is he looking at that we aren't seeing love hate i feel like those are the two that go together i don't think there's like a third branch of that right no everything else just kind of blends in it's right in the middle right yeah i'm just hoping if they get if they do make a third one like give us one protagonist throughout the whole game please don't do the switcheroo thing again <laughs> yeah too many flashbacks all that shit well yeah just give us one protagonist that's all i want so all right maybe one day we'll see it maybe not well i definitely want to see a new ip before i see the last of us part three do you th- no, i'm trying to think like is there one is there, I'm, asking, I'm thinking is there a new one already because it's not, from last time we've heard they're doing the remake right remember yeah they're doing the remake but I, and they're probably doing factions they're doing factions and i heard they're doing a fantasy game oh that, wait no that was a wait are they doing fantasy i thought somebody else doing that well there's santa monica studio that's yeah that's what i was thinking but i thought they were doing a sci-fi game which is exactly what oh, I don't know. You're want. thinking of Ben, right? We talked about it last time how Ben, like, they asked permission, like, can we just do something separate? We don't want to be attached to this. Like, okay, fine, you can go do your own thing. But it wasn't going to be watched off. It wasn't going to be Days Gone, too. Remember, it was going to be like their own separate thing they want to work on, a separate new IP. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on to our next story. Uh, this one comes from The Gamer, written by Josh Colson. Uh, Gamer's pretty cool. They, uh, I'm a friend who, who writes for them. Uh, the PS4 has now sold more games than any console ever, surpassing the PS2. Sony's new financial report has revealed the PS4 game sales have now surpassed those of the PS2. PlayStation has now sold more PS4 games than it did the PS2. Oh my god, I said the same thing three times in a row. <laughs> it's an awkwardly written title, and then it has like the little... Anyways, even though the newer console has sold 40 million fewer units... Sony has published its report for the last financial year, and it's pretty much all positive for PlayStation. It has sold 7.8 million PS5 so far. One of those is now mine. Achieving its goal of outdoing what the PS4 managed to sell during its first fiscal year. It wasn't all bad news for the PS4, though. Not only did it take its lifetime sales up to 115.9 million. That's a lot of PS4s, Johnny. But it also surpassed a long-held PS2 record. A very significant record at that. For almost two decades, the PS2 has held a record of most video games sold for a single console ever. Despite selling 40 million fewer consoles to date, the record now belongs to the PS4. 
1.577 billion PS4 games have been sold since the console launched in 2013. The PS2 managed to sell 1.537 billion titles during its run. That's impressive for a number of reasons for both consoles. For starters, the PS2 holding that record for so long when it relied solely on physical sales cannot be emphasized enough. That's a good point. That is an awful lot of disc. Discs. It also, it's also why the PS4 has managed to overtake its older sibling while selling far fewer consoles. What makes the PS4's now record number even more impressive is it doesn't include games downloaded for free via PS Plus. Which to me, I thought that was included because I'm like, that's the only way it could make that, break that limit. Just as talk of the PS4's clock battery issues were starting to die down, this new record could well shine an even brighter spotlight on it. Uh, Twitter account Does It Play previously highlighted that should PlayStation ever shut down the PS4 servers, once its clock battery dies, which it eventually will, all of its games, physical or digital, will be unplayable. That's more than 1.5 billion games lost forever. The good news is that Sony is reportedly hard at work on a fix for that problem. Fingers crossed it can alter it via an update or just never close the PS4 servers, eliminating the issue. It has shown its hand on that front though, announcing that it will be closing a number of its online stores later this year. And, okay, and then it goes into like the PS3 Vita store stuff. Uh, okay, there's two things here I wanna address. One is, of course, the number of sales. And the second thing is that I didn't know, apparently, that the PS4 has a battery, that an internal battery separate from like the power you know, outlet, that if it dies, you won't be able to play physical and digital games on it after that. So first part, Johnny, let's address the first part of that. That's pretty impressive. They make a good point about how uh, the PS2 did not have like any digital content, like everything was physically based. That's fine. It's not a big deal. What do you think about that, Johnny? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? I asked, what do you think about how the PS2 was able to... It sold 1.537 billion titles during its run, and the PS4 has now surpassed it by, like, 40... What would that be? 40 million? Yeah, about 40 million more games. I don't know, but it's a surprise to me. I thought the PS2 always felt like it had more games to play. I had more PS2 games than I did on on the ps4 of course that's personal but just oh you mean that's it's like your personal experience right yeah that's i thought you're saying oh that's personal like you don't want to share it with no no <laughs> no but i for me it makes sense like i told you like i have like if you look at all the games i have physically i have way more ps4 games than any other console like just physically and that's including the fact that i started buying digitally more now yeah, but the games on the PS2 were also cheaper, right? They were like 40, 50 bucks, and now they're 60 bucks on average. True, true. Yeah, games are more expensive now, and it's also the PS4 has only been out for now eight years. Oh, you know what it might be? It might be because of digital. I'm sure digital is a factor. Yeah. Could also be just that there's more people in the world now than it was 20 years ago, <laughs> mm-hmm. and therefore more of us. But it said here also that there's 40 million fewer systems sold in the PS2, but way more games also now. So is it just that each person who buys a PS4 individually owns more games than people who bought PS2s back in the day? Is there a higher like attach rate now, kind of? 
Yeah, I think that's what it's suggesting. So I'm thinking a lot of people who bought PS2s back in the day, it was kind of like the cheap DVD player too when DVDs were new. Oh, what could what it could also be is that consoles weren't really exploding like they are now, and a lot of the people back then are adults now, so they buy for themselves and their children, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, I want the latest shit. Like the the newest console comes out or the newest game. Out I think more it's like the newest game rather than the newest console. We've, we've been indoctrinated into the gaming world, you know? Yeah. That's what it is. I think so too. I think it's just, uh, you're, I think the games for the PS4, I think PS4 is probably like one of the, of the, of the Sony like era of all the PlayStation. I think PS4 is like up there with the PS2 in terms of like golden age kind of. Yeah. It's also probably the range of themes that gaming has nowadays where it's from like that head there's more for everybody storytelling absolutely yeah. yeah back then it's a lot more arcadey i think back then you're kind of like okay like yeah like this is like what's the next new game back then that is like a kind of it was more of a drought whereas mm-hmm. today it's like every month or something that's like oh my god like what's next what comes out next what comes out next so yeah. that's definitely a factor the second part johnny uh the whole thing about the console having a battery life an internal battery life, basically a ticking time bomb uh, this kind of further reinforces my belief in like pres- preservation because I'm thinking about like like the article mentions like if those batteries for the PS4 the internal batteries not the part not the part that p- goes into the wall because I remember reading about how Is like there's CMOS that's the one there you go it has to do something with like keeping track of like what time it is or something like that right it has to do with time where it, make, it makes it double checks to make sure the game you're playing isn't like past like them but so when that battery dies it's it detaches from your account what's the problem there and it ceases to play allow the ps4 to play physical or digital games so you switch out the battery and then you're good you would have to yeah if they had to make another battery that's what what happened to my pc i mean i i have old ass vista on that desktop right there and then the battery died off died on me um that pc is like 12 15 years old but you couldn't find like a new battery for it right yeah i just swapped out the battery and just turned on oh the windows came up all the programs came up everything was just like nothing happened well like the article mentioned here it, sa- it says here that sony is working on some kind of uh it says sony's probably hard at work on a fix the palm whether it's an update or whether i guess if they kept the servers the online servers like that can replace this the battery that's what i'm trying to figure out like what exactly because is- it has to do like a check-in for time it has to check in some kind of check to make sure the game you're playing isn't like before it comes out kind of thing. That's from what I understand. Okay. That's why it applies to physical and digital games, which is weird. But in a way, kind of get, I mean, you never had these problems with the PS1. You never had these problems with the Nintendo, like Super Nintendo. Like, plug it in. Does it turn on? Great. It works. Like, it's like the way, the way things become more complicated, like there's more potential for like things to go wrong. What's the oldest console you have? The oldest console I have, like currently, uh-huh. I have to say probably my N64. My Super Nintendo, my parents gave it away when I was like a kid after I got the N64. So, to say the uh, the average lifespan of that little battery, or does, I'm assuming it varies by. Well, for N64 games, uh, like I, I last time I played an N64 game was the OG Smash Brothers, mm-hmm. and that was like about a year ago. And I still had like all my characters unlocked and everything. Yeah. So it was still good. I don't know if that's if they use like some kind of like bat internal memory battery thing or something that's like just die slower. Or if it's 
something stored on the N64 itself? Probably not, I imagine. I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good point. Is that your counterpoint to like uh, like all older stuff does like lose memory? No, no. I was just trying to figure out like what exactly is the concern. If it's why do you need an update? You know, like I'm just comparing it to my PC. I have no idea how that thing functions. Is the PS4 that simple where you can just like physically swap it out? You think that's what I? That's what the question was. I have no idea. Hmm. It seems like if they can just ha- keep the servers online. That the PS4 can just check like online and see if like like okay the time is right like okay okay you can play yeah because what I'm assuming is the battery dies somehow it detaches from your account right and you yes. lose all your fucking content exactly right yeah that seems to be is the situation that dire is what I'm asking yes that's what it is I think I think then again nothing is forever right <laughs> but the PS4 has to be a heavy paperweight if that ever does happen so moving on Johnny. We get on to our third and last story, and that is the GDC 2020 survey reveals that most developers prefer PS5 than Xbox, uh, including, that, of course, that PC is also leading like way ahead of that. So apparently there was like some kind of like exit survey. I'm just going to read the story real quick. Like every year, the Game Developers Conference, or GDC, the annual convention of video game industry professionals will be held in a few weeks. But... Oh, I'm sorry. However, there are still almost two months left for this season conference. Oh, wait. No, this is an old story. I was like, wait a minute. This doesn't sound right. This doesn't sound recent. This is from... I'm sorry. This is from last year. Where's the most... Okay, here he goes. This is one from four days ago. I was like, what? Okay. Uh, Sorry. This article is from TechSpot, uh, written by Cohen Coberly. It says, North American and European game developers prefer creating for PC and the PS5 follows closely behind, GDC survey suggests. Uh, stronger than ever, despite AAA publishers' occasional insistence that PC gaming is dead or on its way out, this couldn't be further from the truth these days. Steam and the Epic Game Store have millions of users and continue to grow every year. Even game devs themselves prefer the platform over consoles, according to a recent Game Developers Conference survey. While consoles remain a force to be reckoned with in the gaming sphere, the GDC's latest state of game industry report claims that a whopping 58% of poll devs find the PC to be the most interesting platform. In this particular area, PC surged ahead of even the PS5, which garnered 44% interest. The Nintendo Switch followed closely at 38%, and then Xbox Series X slash S came in at last for consoles at 30%. Virtual reality platforms as a whole collectively sat at 27% developer interest. Uh, Google's Stadium platform, a Stadia platform, however, came in dead last. Two percent, uh, I'm assuming. Uh, let me look at. There's a chart right here. Six, six oh, percent. Right. Other is two percent. I don't know what other could be. Um, yeah, it came in dead last. <laughs> Soldier Boy console. <laughs> That's not great news for Google state streaming service, which hasn't exactly been making headlines. Okay, so that's kind of the gist of the article. Uh, look, there's like an actual chart right here. And so it says, which platforms most interest you as a developer right now? Choose all that apply. So the fact that you can choose all that apply, it means that it's not going to add up to a, a perfect like 100%, right? So PC is 58%. And then PlayStation 5 is right behind that 44 Switch at 38, Xbox at 30, VR at 27%, iOS at 27%, Android at 27%, and then Xbox One, like the old Xbox, at 13%. 
uh, web browser and Mac at 12%, PS4 at 12%, and then it kind of just goes down from there. Uh, no surprise that PCs, I get the head, Johnny, just because, like, first of all, games are made on PC, so I imagine it's much easier to make a game with the system you're using it for. Mm-hmm. PC is kind of like, it used to be like kind of like the, the nerdy kids kind of stuff, like on PC, like back in the day. You know, do your, follow your taxes, do all that stuff on PC, do your homework. I don't like PC gaming for the main reason that it reminds me of work and like schoolwork and doing everything like on computers. But I can understand like it's way more popular. It's more prevalent. Like there's more, there's less restrictions on PC. Yeah, you can get closer to your original PC. Right. Uh, PlayStation 5 being like the second most likely. Like I'm surprised it's ahead of Switch, honestly. I'm surprised it's ahead of Switch because Switch is like super popular. And For a developer though? I mean, if it applied to a consumer, yeah. But I'm assuming they have to like view it from like a monetary viewpoint too, right? What do you mean? Because you're saying like you're saying like from a developer though, like are they gonna yeah, be excited about Switch? Because it's not there's not there's less there's more limits right on what you can do on the Switch right compared to the PS5. Exactly, yeah. So I can see what you're saying, but I meant like from a monetary standpoint, like I feel like the Switch would be more lucrative because there's more Switches out there. Yeah, I get that point too, but. You're looking at this new toy and you're like, fuck, look at all this RAM here. Look at this IO throughput. All these toys to all play these with. extra little tools, all these uh, parameters I can change. So as a creator, I think it's more fascinating to work on something like the PS5. Over the Switch. Over right? the Switch, yeah. Okay, but how does that explain Xbox Series XS being even lower than the Switch at 30%? What do you think? Because I don't think there's much of a... There's not, I mean, there That's is a point. difference between the PS5 and the Xbox Series, but like, it's not as drastic as the difference between a ps5 and the switch you know what i'm saying but you said the xbox as the digital version the series x and s for both for both it's 30 percent. so more more developers are excited the about X, the ps that doesn't make sense to me but the s i'm assuming that they're they see the limitation of of it being online right because that's the online version right the digital this not online oh. digital it doesn't have like the disc tray and here it doesn't mention either because the PS5 has a disc one and a discless version too. It doesn't mention it doesn't draw a difference. Uh, that's interesting. I think it puts Series X and S because the Series X performs different than the S does in terms of like raw power. Mm-hmm. The Series S remembers kind of like the Xbox Lite, so to speak. Yeah. So what do you think? Do you think it's because like developers don't want to have to split their resources between like it got it's got to look great on S and it's got to great look look got to look great on X too. That sounds like it could be it. I don't see any other reason for that. Are you thinking they're just interested in PS5 because PS5, as we talked about recently, is the fastest selling console ever? Yeah, or maybe it's stuff that the consumer can't really see, like maybe how Sony might be easier to work with. Okay, some kind of metrics behind the scenes. Yeah, they have like... They're more front developer friendly. Yeah. I see. I see. This is It's interesting to me. I'm kind of sad, though. Honestly, as someone who's a as personally as a proponent of VR... To see VR is only that too. It's so low. I'm like, oh man, like I want VR to grow. I Wait, what's VR? Twenty seven. That's not too low. Yeah, I mean, like, and it's like one quarter of all like the developers surveyed. It was like, yeah, we can do VR, and like half of them were like, we're, we're, we want to do PC and PS five. So I'm kind of like, yeah, but it's VR. Uh, it, it it seems like it limits the range of. Uh, of how creative you could be, right? 
Yeah, because you're. It, it would have to be all be like first person stuff, I guess. And yeah, imagine physical limitations of what you can do with your hands and stuff. I guess. I don't know. What do you think overall about like? Do you think this is a good sign? Like, remember a while back it was all doom and gloom. Like, oh, Xbox is making moves. They're making moves, and now it's like, huh. Like, those moves don't matter if the developers only focus on making games for the PS5. Mm-hmm. So, it's an interesting survey. Interesting survey. That's all That's all I got for that. So, there's no... Um, it showed a VR, right? VR, yeah, in the chart. But the, it doesn't show, like, uh, Oculus or... It just says VR headsets. Huh. It doesn't... Again, it, yeah, this isn't the greatest, like... Um, it's uh, what we call it. It's not the greatest metric. Like the way they did this or pulled it, I would have preferred like if it was like a control in the scent. Like, well, the point is we're still on top. So, <laughs> PC and then yeah, and then P- and then PlayStation. Well, console's never gonna be PC. So, yeah, it's just too prevalent. Uh, and then I think also just because PC games are easier to develop, also because like this, like for some reason I was thinking all AAA games, but then like there's so many indies on PC that's like, like they don't even have to be like amazing like detail like pc gaming is like very accessible even with like a cheap laptop like this one that i have like i can play like civilization i can play fallout new vegas i can play like games on this cheap eight year old laptop i have so it's like it makes sense especially with like steam like the way they do like their whole revenue split where like you like they don't charge you unless you make a certain amount of money or whatever mm-hmm. like it makes sense for pc to be like hey like if we fail like, it's not as bad failing on PC than it is failing on, like, a console. So I can understand, like, why PC is always going to be... Wait, how do you feel that? Why do you feel that way? In terms of, like, revenue. Like, if our game doesn't, it doesn't like, hit off, like, it doesn't make great, crazy sales, it's better to fail on PC than it is to fail on the consoles. Because on the PCs, at least you get more of your commission. You get more of your revenue. All right. Didn't know that. Because, like, they're doing, like, that... Remember a while back we read about that? About how, like, uh, it was Unreal? Who was it? Was like, hey, if you use our engine and if you only make this certain amount of money, like, you don't owe us money. Yeah, until you get to this. Until you get to, like, the million dollar threshold or something. So I imagine PC has way more incentives for people who are just starting off as developers. So that's my bit on that. That's my take on that. Johnny, so we got our stories out of the way. Um, Our news pieces, at least. I guess I'll go into how i finally i finally joined the current gen i finally got my grubby little fingers on yes, a ps5 I'm, i envy you i'm sorry about that john i kept telling you you need to come over and try it and you're just like oh i'll get to yeah, it yeah no yeah i'll get around to it maybe next week all right all right i did i, I tell you to feel the, the haptic feedback did i tell you how i finally got it so basically what i did was i fall i on twitter I followed several accounts that basically report when there's restocks mm-hmm. of the Xbox Series XS. Also, for some reason, I guess this 3080 card is really hard to get also. Okay. Something, I don't know, that's like a PC thing. I'm not very PC literate, but people have been trying to get this RTX, RTX yeah. 3080 card. It's very hard to get, and scalpers are using it for mining Bitcoin or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know the whole story, but apparently the, the PS5 is not the only hard to get item at this point, apparently. Uh-huh. So, anyways, I followed several accounts. Uh, one of them was from, I believe he is the senior editor over at Tech Radar, uh, Matt something. I can't remember his full name. But he kind of, he's very great at, like, he has, like, people from different stores, like the warehouses or whatever, like, reporting, like, hey, this one's going to get, like, a shipment of this many systems or whatever. So, he notified people who followed him on Twitter. I had, like, notifications turned on. Like, hey, 
Target's gonna have like a huge restock like in twenty like in a certain amount of hours. Like on the West Coast, be up at this time or whatever, sign on, you know, and try to snag it when I tell you. I was like, okay, cool. So like I had to get up at four AM. What's that face you're making, Johnny? What's that face you're making? It's ridiculous, dude. I'd never get up at 4 a.m. for a console. Really? Even if you could just get it from the comfort of your home? Yeah, if I was younger, I would. But damn, I, I don't like fucking with my sleep. There's only like four year different, four or five year difference between you and me. Anyways, uh, the alert went. He said like, okay, it's going to be at this time or whatever. So I got up at 4 a.m. get to my. I went to sleep early. I went to sleep like around 9 or 8, I think. So I made up for the hour difference. I got up at 4 a.m., went to my computer... And then sign into Target so there wouldn't be any issues. Like I put my information and everything. And then around 440, I believe, or 445, like, hey, like, okay, go. Like that's there. So I go and I check. And sure enough, yeah, it says like there's like five units available at the Target that's closest to me. So I add it to my cart. I do all that stuff. And then I would get the error when I try to check out, like, oh, like this item is no longer like what? Mm-hmm. And so I went back to like the Twitter, like what's and like other people were reporting the same thing. And it's like, oh, it's just an error because everybody's trying to do the same thing at the same time. It, like they do have it. Like it will tell you, like it'll kick you out, like if they don't actually have it. So you just have to like you just have to like um what's the word I'm thinking of? Kind of just like spam the button, basically. Okay. The checkout button. You're not worried it's going to add like 10 PS. No, because in my cart, it only showed one each time. I thought about that too, but I'm like, there's only one in my cart. It can't add more to my cart than what's there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I was like spamming like 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 purchase. Oh, not purchase. I think it was checkout. 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 And after the sixth time, like, it finally like registered. Like, okay, we sent you a confirmation. Like, yes. Now, the cool thing about Target is that you can buy and go pick up the same day. Mm-hmm. So I bought this on Wednesday and I had it like Wednesday afternoon and I'm glad I went with Target because Target's the only one that does that. Walmart will, they won't do in-store pickup. They'll ship it straight to your address. I kind of live in not, in a not so great area. I was about to mention that, that you walk out the parking lot with a machete. I was right so nervous, Johnny. Or? I was so nervous. I went to like, so yeah. Okay. So I showed up after work, right? I went to the Target. Uh-huh. And I like, okay, like in the email, it can be like, here's like your confirmation code, like show your ID or whatever, like to yeah. the email sent. Like, okay, so I go to like the, not to the cashier, but they have like a certain area for like returns and pickups. Mm-hmm. And I go to the lady, like, oh, I'm here for to pick up an item. I didn't like, you know, want to say it out loud. So I was like, I'm here to pick up an item. So like, okay, let me show, like, show me like your, like the barcode. I'm like, okay. And then like, here's my email. It's like, ID and ID. I'm like, okay. And she goes to the back. About two minutes later, she comes back out with the big, heavy, giant PS5 console box. With it showing on the yes, oh, and I'm like, cool, like, hey, can I get a bag for that? And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have a bag big enough for it. Mm-hmm. And that's true because it's a hefty, chunky, chunky box. I'm like, oh no, you're gonna have me go out in the ghetto with this box, like, go to my car. And I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna walk really but fast. Still, they still had regular bags, right? No, I, I would have just covered it with a ton of bags and just like a trash bag or something in the car, yeah. That's what I I didn't think about bringing a trash bag with me. I thought like for sure they're gonna have bags there, but none of them are big enough for the PS5. So I mean, I should have done in hindsight. I should have take, taken a cart at least and just kind of like not draw attention that way, kind mm-hmm. of. So I grab the big old box and I leave and I have it like swinging in my hand and I'm like, oh, why did I park so far? And so I'm just you walking. Always do that, dude. Every single time. Because I don't like having to look for close parking because it just wastes gas going back and forth. 
anyways, I go out. I can see. I can feel like people's heads turning and like their eyes are on me. You know, like this must be what it, it feels like to be like a very small woman or something like <laughs> like at night or something. Because I'm just like they got like those predator eyes. And I walk out the front door and I'm like, I see the car. I see my car. I'm just like, focus. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Uh, somebody drives by me, asks me, hey, like, oh, crap, what's going to happen? He's like, do they have any more of those inside? And I'm like, like, sorry, man. Like, you have to have ordered online. You can't Why just... would you say that? Because I'm walking. He's like driving next to me as I'm walking. But you don't tell him this is the only one left. Like, nah, it's like, well, I didn't hey, want to disappoint him. fuck ton in there. I didn't want to get in there before they take him. I didn't, want to, I didn't want to set him up like that, though. Anyways. You're never going to see him again. That's true. In hindsight, that probably would have been a better idea. Anyways, I just told him, like, oh, you had to have, like, got on up early and, like, reserved it. And he's like, oh, okay, man. I'm like, okay, thanks anyways. And he just kept driving. I was like, okay, that went fine. Get to my car. I was like, let me put this in the trunk. I don't want it visible through the window. So I popped the trunk, throw it in there. Make sure I double check. I closed the trunk properly because I'm like, I don't want this to open up and it flies off in the freeway. Yep. Closed it. And I was gone. And I got home and I unpacked it and I put it in and I played. But does anybody in, in your neighborhood know you have it? No. I parked in such a way that I was close enough to my door. I even did the, the shifty thing too, like where I open, I, like, I popped my trunk, like kind of like a drug dealer, like in a movie, <laughs> and like looked around. <laughs> like I looked around and then popped the trunk. <laughs> I think I look so suspicious. <laughs> Grabbed the box and I. I just like slid it into the doorway. Like I parked as close as I could to the door mm-hmm. and just slid it through the door, through the doorway. And like, that's it. Like I'm good. Like I'm in the clear now. So anyways, um, so this means we got to upgrade your security system at home now. I have, I have the flip one where it has like the, is it not flip? Is it called flip? What's it? The, the one that's on your, like where you ring, I'm sorry, ring the one where it has like the camera on the doorbell. Okay. I have that set up. So that's, I mean, as long as they come through the doorway, I'll know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so I bought uh, Returnal, obviously. That was like my main motivation for getting it was Returnal. I also got Miles Morales. Why'd you get them back to back? Because uh, I knew Returnal was probably going to be frustrating. I wanted something else to play on the side to kind of. Also, I you know, I've been waiting for Miles Morales for a while. Like I mentioned it like two podcasts ago that like I want to play that game on PS5, not PS4. Mm-hmm. And so I it wasn't as expensive as I thought it would be. Like it was only like about 40 bucks. So that's why I kind of just sprung for it. Uh, Returnal was a whopping $70. That kind of hurt. But I really wanted to play Returnal. So there's an opportunity cost there. Uh, Then I downloaded the free PS5 upgrades for a couple games I had. Like Final Fantasy XIV, Borderlands, uh, Call of Duty, Cold War. Those all have like free PS5 upgrades. I I don't know. Cold War has like a $10 one. But like, like it's whatever. So I got that uh, just for the haptic feedback, which is true. Like in Call of Duty, like on Cold War, yeah. each of the guns, like when you shoot them, they each use like the haptic, the, the rumble differently. Like they feel different when you shoot them, which is cool. Like the AK feels the best because it has like that. But like then for the like the control feels the way it sounds in the game. It's really cool. What does the rumble pack feel like, though? Because on the PS4, it feels fine, but. It feels like the PS3, you know? Mm-hmm. Does this one feel a little more stable? More oh, like- yeah. It feels so good, Johnny. When I was playing Returnal, like, in the starting area, like, it's raining. Mm-hmm. And you can feel on the back of the controller, the individual, like, drops. Like, pop, 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 pop. Do, do the drops all feel the same? or No. Some worse? feel, like, heavier. Some feel kind of like like, a, like like it's further away, like a light pattern. Okay. And then some of them are like, like pop, pop, pop. But it's, like, 
the way it feels in your hand is like it, it's like it feels like if it was like falling on your clothes kind of was like a that pitter patter yeah like i've seen some of the commercials something i really want to feel on the control is i've seen where it looks like you can feel sand and fur i think i think that'll translate well i don't know about the sand one i don't know what game that was for i would have to find out what game that was for in the fur oh actually you have it on it's free your little robots oh i haven't played astro's playroom yet i have it on there i haven't played it yet well, when I go over, that's probably what I'm going to uh, try out. From what I understand, that's like the actual like proper showcase of what mm-hmm. the controller can do. I haven't played that game just because like, I have other games I could rather play. Yeah. But um, you're right. I think that was included as like a showcase to show you what the controller can do. Uh, Returnal is a lot of fun. It's hard as hell. Very I, frustrating. <laughs> yeah, I heard some of the... Uh, well, well, we'll probably go into a full review later, but I, I heard it's a little bit broken when it comes to the, like the, uh, progression, the, the negative things that you get, right? Because you collect things that give you a plus and a negative. Yeah, the uh, uh, you have parasites that do that. And there's also uh, called a malignant. Uh-huh. Uh, there's certain like so for those who don't know, Returnal is a roguelike. Uh, roguelike are basically games that when you die, you start over completely from the very beginning. And the levels are procedurally generated, so like the levels are always in a different order. If you play it enough, though, you start to recognize the individual rooms, though. We're like, oh, like I've seen this same template of a room before, so I know like what's gonna be like around the corner or what's gonna show up, like enemy wise. Mm-hmm. So like even though it's randomized, there is stuff that you, like okay, the RNG, like I've seen this before, kind of stuff. And so one of the things in the game is you can pick up like a chest. Or you can open a chest and the chest will warn you like there's a huge chance that you're gonna get hit with a debuff if you open this chest it's not guaranteed but there's a huge chance that you will and so like you'll open it up and you'll, like you'll get like either a different weapon or you'll get like something that gives you a buff but the buff will also give you like a negative yeah so you kind of have to like balance it out where like is the trade-off worth it and sometimes it is sometimes it's like you think like okay i can deal with it and then you quickly realize like no, I can't deal with it. Like, one of the deep buffs is, like, something that decreases your dash, like, distance. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can work around that. And it's like, when I got to, like, a certain enemy that was, it's, like, likes to close the distance. And I was like, my dash sucks now. And I was like, ah, oh, it's not worth the trade-off. It's not worth doing more damage. when you have stamina, right? There's no stamina, but there is, like, a cool-off period between dashes where you can't just spam the dash. Yeah, something like that. It's, so like, about a second. I, I'm assuming... I mean, that sounds painful. We have a short dash, but you can't just spam it all yeah, the time. Yeah, All right. Uh, yeah, I heard that. that's a little bit broken. Uh, the reviews I've seen, overall, they like the game, but there's some broken things, but it's to be expected. It's yeah. addicting. It's it very fun. Out. Like, I think yesterday... I was playing yesterday, and, like, each time I get a little bit further and further... Like yesterday, I got I finally got to like the first main boss of the game, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, this isn't so bad. Like I can see the pattern, and then when I thought like I killed it, like I like the health bar went down, I then realized like it has like four different health bars. Like you, like they had like different phases, mm-hmm. and the second one just like completely like wiped the floor with me, and I was like, oh no, and I have to start over. But it's not completely bad because like you get like certain tools to kind of like speed up the process each run. So like um, you get like the there's like this hook shot thing that kind of closes the distance where you can like swing to certain points, mm-hmm. and like that'll lead you to like a room 
that's like, hey, like this room's actually a few rooms closer than if you had just taken the long way around kind of thing. So there's a kind of like shortcut, so to speak. Is the story intriguing so far? The story is interesting, but it's, to me, it's not the main focus, though, because like, like Celine, the character you're playing as, like she quickly realizes, like, okay, like I get what's going on here, because she finds her corpses like around, like, and then when you do find your corpses, you like an audio log, so the story progresses through the audio logs you find mm-hmm. from your like, previous runs, like, like the as soon as you started the game for the first time, like you'll already run into like your corpse like right outside your own ship, and you're like, what, like, like this is my first time, but for some reason, like Celine starts mm-hmm. to remember from that point on. Whereas before, like, she would die and die and die, and there was, like, no recollection other than her, like, logs or whatever. So there's, like, something going on here. Like, she came to this planet because something that like, called her or whatever. And she's trying to figure out, like, what that thing is. And then, like, without, like, going to spoilers, like, the, the story has kind of advanced to the point where it's like, huh, like, that's what's going. Okay, so there's something else, like, sinister here, like, in the works or, like, you know. I don't want to say any more because, like, spoilers, but... um. Yeah, the the game feels unfair at times because, like, it doesn't matter how good you are. Like, if you just get crappy, like, the RNG, you're at the mercy of the RNG. So, like, if you get a crappy gun, like, you got to work with that. If you got, like, you're, like all the boost and skills or whatever you get, like, if it's just not a good run, like, like sorry, you kind of just, like, your efforts were wasted. And, like, sometimes it feels like the game doesn't respect your time where it's, like, you just... Like, you know how people say get good with a certain game? And, like, yeah, you can get good with, like, there's a skill. There is, like, a... Like, we talked about this with Horizon Zero Dawn, where, like, the end, the first time you meet, like, a certain, like, robot creature, like, you're like, oh, man, like, it, like, wipes the floor with you. But once you learn, like, like the Sabertooth one, like, once you learn the patterns, once you know, like, the moveset, like, it becomes, like, super easy, right? Yeah. Same thing here, where, like, I ran into the... When I ran to the boss, I was like, okay, the first... uh The first phase of the fight was easy, because it wasn't that, like... The moves were kind of like predictable, you could say. Second time around, I was like, oh, it's the same as the first set, but now there's like a there's like an energy wave whenever it jumps mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, I have to track of the bullets coming at me and to make sure that that wave thing doesn't hit me at the same time. So it adds more elements for you to juggle around. Luckily, you can jump and dash in the air because I was because that for me, I thought at first like, oh, I can only jump or I can dash. Yeah. But you can do both, so that's great because you can dodge the floor wave while also dodging bullets in the air. So that's uh, one of the things I found that I like. There's also like yeah, like a melee weapon for um, just for like destroying the environment for like certain items are like locked behind. Like that looks super dope. And the trailer where she just pulls out the blade. It, yeah, it's that like looks- shh. it's like a really really it's like like the Sephiroth looking ass like blade kind of mm-hmm. thing, and uh, you can use that for like hacking like like vines and stuff for like certain items. You get it pretty early on. Uh, with most roguelikes, nothing like when you die, you lose everything except for like the sword and like the grappling thing. Mm-hmm. But nothing carries over. Like you don't get permanent like damage boosts or permanent health increases. Like everything has to start over. And so like the way you have to play the game is like you're tempted to kind of just rush through everything because you want to get to the next thing. Yeah. But if you rush it, you'll miss out on like power boosts and like things that you need to get further. So you have to kind of balance with like, do I really want to explore all these rooms or just some of them? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. the game has like a really great in-game map on the bottom right. Oh, sorry. Oops. The game has like a really dope like in-game map like on the bottom right corner. It's like very, it's very intuitive. Like it shows you like things at different height levels. Mm-hmm. 
It's like, do you know that like the map in Borderlands 2 where like you look at the map? No, not 2. 3 is the one that does it. You see, have you played 3 enough or no? No. 3 has like it has like the map, but also has like a 3D, the 3D map where it shows you like the height differences between things. So um, Returnal has the same thing on the bottom right where it shows you like these are if you you have like this cool scan function where you click the R3 button and it'll sh- it'll send out like a sonar wave and it'll show you the exact layout of that room you're in. Okay. So it'll show up on the mini map and it'll show you like this doorway advances like the doors have different like outlines on the mini map where a green one advances you to the next like not story but to the next main like area, mm-hmm. whereas the blue ones you know are dead ends but they have like things for you to like collect from. So you're supposed to go through like the blue ends first, and then you go through the green ones, which advance like the actual dungeon, so to speak. So um, yeah, the game's very intuitive. Uh, I I love how how Celine moves. She has a great jump, a great jump. Uh, she kind of like zips around really fast when you run. Like it feels good, especially like, at 60 frames a second. It's just like buttery smooth. It looks great. That said. Um, I don't know how long I'm gonna stick with the game. I don't know if I can actually finish the game because <laughs> it's hard. But I figure like if I just brute force it enough, I'm gonna eventually learn the gimmicks for each boss. I'll learn like, okay, this is what you do with this enemy type or whatever. So there's no difficulty setting? There is no difficulty setting. There is no hard, normal, easy. It's just it, it just is what it is. But uh the game will often you will there'll be times where you die and you just will have nothing to show for it. And like the only things that improve for you are the things that you mentally improve in terms of like, okay, I know how to dodge this. I know what to do for the next time. That's the only, that's the only thing that really improves. Uh, There's other roguelikes like Hades was my favorite one from last year. And that one, there was permanent things that carried over. So like you were constantly getting better, like stat wise, or even like the dark souls games or bloodborne, like those that you have permanent levels, like you increase your stats like permanently, even if you die. Um, Interesting to see the adjustments that, that they're gonna make on Returnal, say four months from now. Yeah, um, they they all them can. They're gonna have to come up with something because it's. I lost one run because the game just crashed. Yeah, and that sucked because I'm like that's out of my control. That's like that's not fair. Like, mm-hmm. and so that's all a lot of people were saying. Like this game needs an autosave or some kind of save. Even between like, because if you switch to a different game, like that's it you lose your progress or whatever right like so you're stuck playing this game until you beat it basically because there is many saves in between biomes but that means you still have to complete the whole game in a run or put it in rest mode and if you put it in rest mode and you get an update while it's resting like that's it like it has to restart the whole thing yeah i've heard that too so there's very cautious about rest mode right now yeah um I know there's like a glitch too. I don't know if they fixed it, but I remember when Miles Morales came out, there was like an error where if you put that game into rest mode, like upon restarting it, it would sometimes like crash or something. So uh, some things are still haven't been fully fixed. Um, but yeah, Returnal, I'm enjoying it. I just don't know what my patience or my tolerance level for it is going to be uh, in the future. Miles Morales, uh, an older game, but. Um, plays really well it looks beautiful i've taken so many like in-game like fo- like you know the photo mode and stuff it looks great yeah it's, i don't know it's gonna take a while for me to get around to but fortunately uh we we share accounts so we'll be able to review uh, miles together yeah did you start it yet or did you, did you at uh, least download it no i just i downloaded it okay and then i got a preview of what happened last time but it was like literally exactly what the fuck happened for the last game 
Oh, you I actually watched the like, recap. Yeah, oh, I thought okay. it was going to be like a recap of in between the last game and this game. That's not a recap then. <laughs> but yeah, we'll be able to play that and talk, we'll, talk about that next time. Yeah. Well, not next time, but maybe a few months from now. <laughs> okay. So, what, two months or so? If maybe. That, a month? Maybe. Um, uh, I also played, uh, like I told Johnny, <laughs> there is like a PS5 upgrade version of Final Fantasy 14. So I did go back to that again. And like, wow, the game, the difference is like night and day. Like, like I'm not going to lie. Final Fantasy 14 on PS3 and PS4. Why 14 and not 7? 14, set the seven update comes in June, I believe. Oh, okay, because that that's super impressive. That, that seven one, update looks great. Yes, it does. That one comes in June when they do the DLC re- release, also with the girl with the you with Yuffie, yeah. yeah. But for Final Fantasy fourteen, they're doing like an open beta thing to test out the PS five like update on it, mm-hmm. and like there's a night and day difference. PS the PS four and PS three version of fourteen, they kind of don't look that great, honestly. Mm-hmm. There's a there's an area called the uh, Limsa Lominsa in the game where like that's where like the main hub where all the player characters gather. Yeah. And on PS3 that area like lags really bad. On PS4 it doesn't lag as much, but the frame rate drops drastic drastically. Like you can tell like you're kind of moving around like slower. On PS5 that area like runs like smoothly. Yeah. Like, I'm impressed. I'm like, wow, like, this game doesn't look like ass for once in this area. <laughs> like, it actually looks good. And, like, the mo- the character models look sharper. The colors are brighter. Like, everything looks really good. Oh, yeah, you get that HDR now, huh? Yeah, like, everything looks, like, everything, like, pops out. And not, like, in a, not, like, in a, uh, Artificial? No, what's the word I'm looking for? Not, like, in uh when something annoys you, Johnny, what's the word I'm looking for? Because with the O. Obnoxious. Obnoxious, thank you. Yeah, it doesn't look obnoxiously bright. Like, it looks good. It has, like, depth, like, colored, like, character depth. Mm-hmm. And so, I think I'm going to go back to playing 14 again just because, like, it looks good again now. So, yeah, Borderlands 3 also, like I told you last time, I think we talked about this before it started, but, like, uh, the frame rate in Borderlands 3 looks great where, like, you can actually keep track of who you're shooting at a distance. Like, the sights stay on them properly. Yeah. Uh, just everything looks so much better on it. It reminds me of, like... When I go over to my cousin Brian's house and like we play games on his PC mm-hmm. and on his PC, like he has like all these, like, you know, he's got all like the, we call it the, not gadgets, we call it, it's got, it's got, it's all decked out with all the specs, right? Yeah. And like, it'll play games that are on console, but they look like so smooth. So it's kind of like the PC, a high end PC experience on a console. So that is my impression so far. I guess, of course, the haptics, each game handles haptics differently, like Miles Morales. You feel it when you like land an impact, like a kick or a punch, but also when you're swinging, it's like that flip. When you shoot, flip. When you're swinging around the city, I'm saying, yeah, you get like a flip feeling. The it's hard to translate like without the controller. No, I get you. But it feels it feels like okay, like yeah, that's that's how webbing would feel if I was swinging around like on the controller. So it's really cool. I think the haptic controls more so than the frame rate or the graphics is like the most next gen part of the PS5, honestly. Because it really adds that extra layer of immersion. So. Uh, you didn't get the headphones, right? Yeah. No, I saw them at Walmart. They had a, was it the Pulse, whatever, 3D Pulse, yeah. whatever it's called. I don't know if you need the Pulse. It seems like you don't need the Pulse to get all the sound that they're trying to express. Well, is, that, is, is that the one that has, like, the 3D audio? It does, but you can do it with regular 
good earphones, headphones. Okay, I don't have regular good earphones. The closest thing to headphones I have is like the Turtle Beach ones I got from like six, seven years ago. I'd, I'd probably, before the post, I'd probably just go on, on YouTube and check out the alternatives. Okay. It's like, well, it's like a hundred, no? I yeah, think. it's a hundred bucks. It's steep. It's kind of steep for headphones. I mean, not steep as for like headphones in general. I mean, they're cool headphones, but they're not headphones. I, the white headphones, not headphones I would want to take outside of your house, you know? Yeah. I would wait for like some other color option. Like, I know it's not popular. I really like the rose gold thing that PS, Sony has been doing with like the PS4, with like the headsets and the controllers. I don't know why I like rose gold a lot. It looks good. It reminds me of like copper, kind of has like that copper look to it sort of but um anyway so that's my impression of my ps5 so far it's quiet as hell john it's really quiet it's only loud at the startup when it starts up everything mm-hmm. you're like the like it's reading the disc and then after that it's like quiet for the whole rest of the day of the night or whatever doesn't get hot it doesn't i've gotten close to it and i don't feel heat coming from it mm-hmm. uh when i put my hand directly on it after a few hours yeah it feels a little warm and that's it's, it's in a cubicle too it's not like out in the open so like if you put it on the open, I'm sure it's even better. But it makes no noise whatsoever. It doesn't sound like a plane launching off or whatever. And it is bulky as hell, though. It is big. It's a chonky boy. So It's heavy, too. feels cumbersome. The box was heavy when I left the Target. And I was like, oh, this is heavier than I thought. And I'm like, oh, man, it's going to slow me down on my way to the car. <laughs> but uh, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, I like everything about it. I like how you can just like suspend stuff and like switch over to. I mean, you could do that with the PS4 also, right? Like you can like suspend applications and stuff. But on the PS5, like you can go into the PSN store like without having to change like transition. Like you just push the home button on the bottom and it'll pop up open and you just go straight into the store like that. Like just like, you know, just you start scrolling down and just start showing you the games that are for sale already and stuff. Like it's quick. And you still don't have a direct connection. So it'll be even faster after that. Yeah, I'm still just using Wi-Fi. Yeah. So I'll have to put the Ethernet cord. I mean, I can do it. I'm just lazy. It's still connected to my PS4. I just have to move the Ethernet it's cord. It's a huge difference, too. My PS4, when I put it in, into direct connection, the PS Store is so much quicker. Really? Yeah. I I thought it was just a software thing, but yeah. it's way faster. Dude. I thought that would only be for like online gameplay, like you would notice. I definitely noted for online gameplay. Yeah, it, games don't crash as much. I didn't think of, that makes sense because this PSN store is accessed through the internet, so that actually does make sense that that would be like a faster. The browser is a lot faster. Yeah, so that's where I'm at with that. Uh, I'm excited though because you know what next week is. What do we get next week, Johnny? On both systems, on PS4 and PS5. If I can get it for PS5 and it gives me the PS4 upgrade, then you're into. R E eight. There we go. Yeah. It took you a while, but we got there. Yeah, I was trying to figure out like, are we on seven? Yeah, we yeah, seven. May seventh, R E eight next week. I'm really excited for that one because I'm that one like just not from a graphical storm standpoint, but just from a gameplay. Like, I really want to play R E. You know what? The new demo should be out now or today. <sighs> Last time I checked it, I said two days left. Hmm. I mean, that's great, but I mean, with a week to go, like, that's not... Yeah, like, if you're going to buy it anyways, there's no, there's no <laughs> yeah. more, more But I'm excited. I've been... I loved RE7. You play RE7, right? You play yeah. RE7. I want more of that. So RE8 looks like it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, not Even if it wasn't for the PS5, even on PS4, I would still be excited for that game because I really want to play RE8. So I'm glad that comes out so soon. I also played... I, I forgot to mention to you, I've been playing... Uh, I got the new Pokemon Snap mm-hmm. on Friday. Uh, do you did you ever play Pokemon Snap on the N64 with me, Johnny? Yeah, it was fun. 
I don't know if I played it with you, but I would call it being a fun game. It's really cool. It's really fun, especially now. Like, I, think um, I played it with Giovanna. Oh, Giovanna did have it. You're right. You're right. That sounds about right. It's basically just more of the same. You go into like different parts of nature. You just take pictures of Pokemon. You can make them like you get like, certain items to make them like do certain poses, and then you get like scored on how well the picture is taken, mm-hmm. and you get a certain amount of like experience. The more pictures you take, like the more experience you get. But like obviously, the better the picture quality is, like the more you get uh, faster progression to like the next area. And so, and so like there's not much of a story. But then again, you don't play Pokemon Snap for the story. It's just kind of there, just to kind of like just have fun. It's one of the I've downloaded it digitally because I wanted like that's the kind of game I know I'm gonna go back. So to. So you're saying you're gonna purchase this? Like, does this? Uh, you know, you your taste kind of changes as you get older. You think you're gonna get the same vibe? I, I I've been playing it, Johnny. Oh shit, my bad. I just told you I got it on Friday. <laughs> totally missed it. My bad. <laughs> yeah, I purchased it, and yeah, it's like the same vibe. It's a lot like that. Yeah, N64 I didn't one. even think that thing was out yet. No, yeah, it came out on Friday. Uh, I thought you just, never mind. Anyways, so it's it improves on the N64 version in every single way. Like there's way more like replayability with it. There's so much more to do. Like. A certain area will look, will have like certain Pokemon your first time through it, and then like when you like level up, you'll come back and like the po- it'll be different Pokemon or like in different areas. Uh-huh. So like it's a little like you can visit an area in the daytime, and then there's like a night course version of that same course later on, and like it'll just everything like everything that's not nature will change, right? So like the po- like Pokemon will not be sleeping, Pokemon that are like nocturnal, like like there's a one called Hoot 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 Hoot, which is like basically an owl. Like, during the day, you just see him sleeping. At night, he comes out, and he's, like, flying around and stuff. So, like... I heard there was around 200 on Pokemon, right? In the game? Yeah. I have no idea. I wouldn't be surprised, because I only have... I'm, like, about halfway, and I probably have, like, 80, like, different ones. Like, it tells you how many Pokemon you've taken pictures of. Mm-hmm. So, that sounds about right. Do you feel like the tech is dragging it down? In what way? Uh, it's not as fast, you know, as a newer console's... Like you, you oh, have the PS- Switch, you mean? Yeah, you have a PS5 now. Like, you got a high-end system now versus a Switch. No, because those are two different audiences. No one goes into Nintendo thinking, like, oh, I can't wait to experience next-gen on Nintendo. Like, it's not the same thing. Nintendo has a very strong IP lineup, like Pokemon, Mario. No, the IP is cool. That's because they have such a strong IP. They, it, they're they not expected to be, like, out there with top-tier, like, like graphics and stuff yeah but i'm assuming at some point you're you're waiting for the game to load and then you're just like man fuck this i'm gonna go play borderlands no because the load times on the switch are not egregious it's not crazy not yet because well, they're still using cartridges right e- well they went back to cartridges they were using discs for the wii and the wii u oh, yeah that, that makes sense but they went to chips for like, i don't know if it's for cost reasons or for storage reasons i think storage more likely but um it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I love I love playing the Switch. I mean, you got Smash Brothers, everything. Nintendo has like poly like they're like the Disney of like the video game industry. Where like you come back to them not because like they're like the latest with like the high end, That's but because they have established like series and franchises that you love like from being a kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So That's a good comparison. Anyway, so that is my thoughts on that, Johnny. We have a few minutes. I'm still on schedule. We have about couple minutes do you want to just go into the pitch yeah let's go all right ladies and gentlemen we are now transitioning to the pitch oh, oh i scattered papers when i shook it 
For those of you who do not know, the pitch is a segment that Johnny and I do where we uh, take two different concepts for video games and mash them together and give a give out our short spiel for it. One jar contains genres such as racing, shooting, sports. The other one contains themes such as like last week we did the Great Depression as a horror game or World War Two or the ocean or some part of the world or space even. So let's see what we got. Johnny, what you got? I think I see World War Two. Is that what it says? Yeah, we've already done this. So recent. Yeah, we did Survival Horror too recently, where it was kind of like we were doing the um, what was that movie called? Overlord. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was too similar. Oh, uh, this is cool. What you got? Theme park. Theme park. Yeah. I got fantasy. A fantasy theme park. Huh. So okay. So theme park, I'm, I'm assuming is like a management sim. Yes, didn't we get fantasy recently though? Yeah, I forgot for what, but like in the, in the last five episodes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, I got RTS, a theme park RTS where you had to defend against other theme parks or something. Quick, develop concessions and food stands. <laughs> like, quick, develop like theme park rides and like. It sounds like that's basically a um, roller coaster tycoon. I don't know if that's. Wait, theme park RTS. You have to defend your theme park against other. Yeah, but roller coaster tycoon is an, essentially an RTS. You're constantly managing. Man, but RTS is real time strategy, so it implies like that you have some kind of like opponent or antagonistic force against you okay like command and conquer you wouldn't compare it to like roller coaster tycoon right all right so i think this theme park should have a good amount of story in it do most rts games have a good story do they i think you could adapt this easily john you just finished the frostpunk game a while back and that has a really good story. So you should be able to adapt similar things for our theme park RTS. Okay, so what? You, they you, just feel too similar. Could this like, be kind of like a Walt Disney like origin story? How so? Like the city's trying to shut him down? Like he has to work around regulations. It's like, hey, you know, Mr. Disney, like you... Calgary is going bankrupt. Not just that. But I, I like to think of this like as like a young Walt. It's like, yeah, I got this ambition, this vision for like a theme park. And he's like, oh, man, I got to fight local zoning laws. I got to fight, you know, I had to fight the, the, we call it city council. Like they want, I got to show him for me. I got to show him like, you know, like all my workers are like legal or something. <laughs> like he has like all these like. Well, when we think about RTSs, at least when I do, when I do, I think about like deadly conflict, you know. Really? I just think of like resources. Like, okay, we're going to have like a mine where we're getting our, we're getting our lumber for the park. from. But that's <laughs> like the typical theme park game. Is like it? City Builder, all that stuff. It's it's constant conflict, but it's like low-end conflict. Yeah, and it's not like high stakes. Yeah, when you throw in RTS, to me, that's high stakes. That's like uh, Gears. That's uh, mm-hmm. Frostpunk. Um, Command and Conquer. So what? I, that's why I said we were dealing against like Knott's Berry Farm. Okay, so the thing is, if it's RTS, people are going to die. <laughs> so uh, for not, Disneyland, that wouldn't be a first. <laughs> so there's people managing the theme park, but there's also going to be people flying off the rides. Okay? <laughs> so 
And then the story is, okay, I, I think I have it. It's a corrupt theme park. It's it's a corrupt management, and it's in a theme park. Like we gotta cut. It's quite a cut, cut cost. People, yeah, people are dying in the theme park, and then people are. It's like, how do we cover this shit up? You know. You know, there's actually. So it's it's sort of a mystery. This is kind of like a non sequitur, but there's actually a really good documentary on YouTube about like this very mismanaged water park from like back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. If you can find it on, I forget what it's called. But like they had people dying, and they they had to like they tried really hard to like cover up like people were dying at their water park. I've probably seen it. It's based on a true story. Like it's a real thing that happened. There's some good channels on YouTube that are. Uh, or like that one guy that explores like abandoned parks or whatever. A uh, defunct land. There you go. That's a good uh, channel for theme parks. But uh, have been like decommissioned. Just just a quick segue. I just wanted to include that in there. But uh, okay, so let's adopt that story of like you're trying to keep your shady not co- i guess corrupt uh mismanaged theme park open and oh wait i have an idea what if, what about if it's like a scooby-doo type of story like you're the manager you're kind of the hero you're trying to figure out what's going on with the park but there's somebody fucking with the park oh like a phantom of the opera kind of thing yeah, before exactly, the theme park yeah. okay and then you go into you can build all your theme rides and everything, but once you build, say, a, a certain section of the park... Well, that still incorporate the RTS theme we're going for, though. That's pretty hard to integrate. But yeah, I think so. It's it's going to be like Scooby-Doo, but on steroids. So there's going to be... It's a murder mystery, and there's going to be people dying. Like, say you get into a, a theme park where, where it's a haunted mansion, and then you find bodies in there, right? Okay. It's like, oh, that's that's not a prop. That's a real dead body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh crap! Okay. So, okay, who makes the game? I like the concept. Uh, okay, so who does the like well, Thrillville? Oh, okay. Who made Frostpunk? Let's look that up real quick. Um, I was gonna say whoever makes the Thrillville or like Roller Coaster Tycoon games would be a good choice, but. I have an inkling of an idea that that's probably EA. And if possible, I'd rather stay away from EA as much as possible. Frostpunk. 2018 city building survival video game developed by 11-Bit Studios. Does that name sound right, Johnny? It does. Uh, they just have really good 11-Bit Studios is a game development company based in Warsaw, Poland. The company was officially founded by CD Projekt. And Metropolis software developers and staff members. Huh. Interesting. So there you go. So you would have those people work on this. Yeah, the mechanics are amazing. So 11-Bit Studios. What's the name of her game, Johnny? What's the name of her game? Dark Park. I like how it rhymes, but then like it just sounds dumb at the same time. Yeah. I like how it's like, oh, like you that's a name you're not gonna forget. You know what I'm saying? That but name? Dark Park, I don't know, it just sounds like like no offense it just sounds like a kid came up with that like dark and we're gonna call it dark park like okay it's catchy good for marketing i mean yeah it's easy to remember but i feel like it needs like a subtitle then like dark park the something 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 let's think of it dark park mysteries yeah i like the idea of having mystery in the title dark park mystery dark park murder what about something like gore park or something that that doesn't even have to do with it, like Grove Park. They check in, but no, they don't check that out. No, something sounds a little more uh, utopian. Oh, Dark Park Three Thousand. <laughs> no, t- take off the dark. Let's do a. Uh... It sounds like kind of like a dark version of like Westworld, kind of also. 
Well, dark, Westworld is already dark, but you know what I mean. You know what? I think this is something our viewers should um, should tell us what the, what the name of the game is. How are they going to do that? Well, you got the Yahoo account, right? <laughs> like how you call it the Yahoo account. All right, I think what Johnny's proposing is uh, for anyone who's listening, why don't you give us the title? Give us a good one. Send us an email at duosensepodcast at yahoo.com. That is, again, duosensepodcast, all one word, at yahoo.com. And then just next week, we'll just read what we got. Or as Twitter. Oh, yeah, we do have a Twitter account. We do have a Twitter account at duosensepodcast. It's called, I think it's duosensep because I couldn't fit the whole word. So I think it's duosensep is the actual Twitter handle. And you can give us your idea for this game, and we'll just read about. We'll just mention. We'll come up. We'll choose the best one next week. We'll just do a follow up to that, right? Yep. All right then. So, Johnny, I think this is where we're gonna end our session today. You have any final thoughts or about anything? No, you're good. See you guys later. All right. Thank you. Catch you guys all next time. Make sure look both ways before crossing the street. Drive safely. Put your seatbelt on. And yeah.